Welcome to the podcast of Tony Mayo, the business owner's executive coach. This podcast is the audio from our free weekly webinar, Tuesdays with Tony at 12. You can see the video, download the slides and other materials at tiny.cc slash TWTony. That's T-I-N-Y dot C-C slash T-W-T-O-N-Y, all lowercase. So I call the, the conversation contract the way to get more done in every conversation with quick, clear, and clean agreements. Now, what I mean by clean is it's honest. It's, it's above board. It's not a um, manipulation. It's not a maneuver. Uh, it's one of those things where if someone knew what you were doing, it would go even better. And working with other people who are familiar with this uh, accelerates and deepens a lot of conversations. And as you may have heard me say before, uh, I see a lot of wisdom embedded in our language. And conversation is an English word from two Latin words. You probably know one of them, con. It's the same in Spanish. It means with. Uh, Versare is a little more obscure. It means to change the state of something. common usage was opening or closing a door uh, is what Versari is about. So in early English, when someone invited you to a conversation, everyone knew that meant people were going to get together and change the state of something, maybe open or close a door, some sort of opportunity. So I like to keep that in mind because conversations uh, generally, there's some intention. And if we take a moment to think about that intention and agree on that intention, everyone can uh, operate a lot better. Now, my next slide isn't so relevant with just the three of us. By the way, that fourth one is my laptop, so I can look over there and see what you see. Uh, You don't need to type into the chat window, just feel free to unmute your microphone and uh, jump in at any time. And I'll skip the video on how to uh, use the chat window as well. So uh, there is a blog post uh, on the conversation contract. There's a video, it's one of the first videos I ever posted on YouTube. So it's, it's kind of low res and I have hair, so you can tell how long ago it was. I remember that first video, I thought, well, I'll do something I've taught many times for over a decade. I'll just turn on the camera and do it. So I set up the lights and the camera and I sat down and I went, there's something about that camera that just takes the words right out of your head. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, I tracked just a few more times and created that video. There's also a, a PDF you can download and read on this whole concept. But here's the basic idea graphically. Reach agreement immediately early on with the, per- the other people in the conversation of what the outcome is that they'd like to accomplish. Now, you might say, well, the purpose of the conversation is to find out whether everybody agrees to this particular outcome. So I'm not talking about, for instance, what the decision is, but just that we want to make a decision. I'm not, we're not saying in advance what we're going to learn, we're saying what topic we want to explore and learn more about. This all comes from my background in sales and sales training. And even before that, there was a book very popular in the 70s, in fact, became so popular, it became sort of the butt of jokes. I'm okay, you're okay. But it's solid psychology. It was a very important influence on the culture. Well, what they relay in this book is how therapists would often work with their patients 
on conversations that they needed to have with people in their life. They might even role play and plan in detail these conversations. And then the patient would come back to the next session and you find out the conversation didn't happen. So they weren't settling for this. We want to keep wondering why are the conversations not happening? Maybe we need to do some training to help people have these more difficult, easy to avoid conversations. So they came up with some ideas that were developed by myself and others into the, the conversation contract. And the idea is, let's start by agreeing to these three things before we get into the, the meat of the conversation. Uh, one is, uh, I wanna explore more what uh, your feelings are on this topic, what your preferences are around that, what your memory is of this incident. Are you willing to hear what my feelings were when such and such happened? The way we use it in sales is, uh, we like to have a conversation where you learn enough about me and my services, and I learn enough about you and your needs. So at the end of the conversation, we know whether it makes sense to even go forward to talk about pricing and timing and so on. So you see, we haven't agreed on whether or not to buy my product. We've just agreed that we're gonna have a conversation enough to find out whether it's worth investing more time and effort into buying the product. And then later on in the process, we may actually agree to have a conversation where there's an up, down, yes, no decision. So first of all, let's determine the outcome or purpose of the conversation. So far, so good? All right. Next is the, the process. And I'll bring up a, a more detailed slide for this one. So on the outcomes, we've reached some agreement over what kinds of decisions we'll make, what tasks we'll agree to do, what actions need to be taken. The process involves who needs to be in the meeting. Uh, particularly in sales, sometimes it's very disappointing to go in and give a, a big detailed presentation, have, ask a lot of questions of the prospect, and then find out that one of the key decision makers is not there. Or someone who has information about the budget or the timing isn't in the meeting. So let's make sure the right people are at the meeting. Uh, where shall we hold the meeting? Is that telephone conversation? We're going to do it right now in the hallway. Do we need to book a room? What are we going to do with this meeting? Are we going to uh, try to create some things? Are we going to create a document? Are we just going to talk? You know, the whole how of the, of the process. Now, if we've gone this far in negotiated agreement on the purpose of the conversation, the process of the conversation, now we know how long it's going to take. Now, in my business with executive coaching clients, I typically have a 60 to 90 minute initial meeting with the owner operator of a business. Now, if I just called and said, there's a long shot change, you might want an executive coach. How about carving out 90 minutes to meet with me? The answer is gonna be no. Uh, but once I've discussed with them uh, the outcome and the process we'll go through, then they say, well, yeah, I can see where that would take an hour, an hour and a half. Let's, let's get it over with. But it's really the opposite of how we typically set up a conversation, isn't it? I mean, the typical way is, have you got a minute? No. <laughs> or can I get on your calendar? No. Uh, and even when we do discuss the times, we almost always just specify the start time, which particularly in sales is one of the reasons people don't want to make appointments because we all know the cliche of the salesperson who sticks their foot in the door and won't let you leave. 
the car salesperson who gets your license and your car keys so you can't leave the showroom until you give them another chance to convince you of something. So we're all worried about conversations that go on too long. So let's discuss the end time as well. When are we going to begin? Do we need to take breaks? And when are we going to be done? Now this can lead to some uh, sort of cascading uh, conversation contracts. I may contact someone on the telephone, say, tell you what, I'm a, a public speaker. I understand you book speakers. Could we spend five minutes right now? I'll tell you a little bit about me. I'll ask you a couple of questions what you, about what you're looking for. And then we'll know whether it's worth having a more detailed conversation about budgets, logistics, and so on. Do you want to take three minutes and do that right now? Or do you want to schedule another time? Now, who doesn't want to get it over with in three minutes? Let's, let's do that. But you've got to respect the time. And this is your opportunity to make and keep promises, which is one of the major ways we evaluate who's worth doing business with. When you get close to that three-minute agreement, no matter what's going on, stop everything and say, excuse me, I want to be respectful of your precious time. I notice our three minutes is almost up. Shall we add five minutes to this to make sure we wrap it up? Or do you want to schedule another meeting? Again, people almost always say, let's add a few more minutes. Or they may go back and say, well, could we renegotiate the outcome? Could we just focus on this back aspect of it for two minutes? See, it's an agreement. You're not demanding anything. You're always asking, giving them a chance to modify things, change their time, change who should be involved. And that makes it easy uh, for people to talk with you. And it could be uh, if you're a manager, you want to talk to an employee. Yeah. Uh, I want to discuss how we're going to handle the new class we're presenting tomorrow. Uh, I need to talk to you. I want to look at whatever notes you have. We should get, I, I've got the PowerPoint from the last time we did a similar class. So let's get together for half an hour late this afternoon. Much more than, hey, I'd like to talk to you about tomorrow. Uh, okay. So as, when you're in authority, that, that particular thing to look out for is to make sure that we're, we're putting people at ease as much as possible by letting them negotiate and agree to just how things are done. That is the conversation contract. It goes in order. And if you find that you're having trouble with one step, you don't beat that step to death or just give up. You move back a little bit. If you can't get agreement on the times, maybe we're not really committed on the process. And if we can't get enough understanding of what the process should be, maybe we don't really understand each other on outcomes that we can both agree to. So just retreat to the beginning, get back to the fundamentals, which is what do we both want to get out of this? Where do we want to be at the end of the conversation? All right, so that's my discussion of how it works. Questions about where you would use it, how you would use it. Maybe you have a, a conversation coming up, uh, either a specific one or one you have yeah. repeatedly that you'd like to get some input on. Yeah, I have a, so I have a question. This is um, this is this is a, a a very helpful organizing framework, and uh, and I've used it in formal meetings. The one that I've used is like purpose, outcome, process. The pop. We always would have to have a pop before <laughs> we would um, when when I was facilitating meetings. But what I'd like to hear from you about it is how I use it when somebody is asking me for a meeting. Oh, good. 
and they're being kind of sketchy about it because what I'm discovering is uh, what I'm having, what I'm challenged by is that many people want to meet with me and it takes a lot of my time. And often what I wind up doing is giving them free consulting. Mm. Do you see? Yeah. So, I, so as I'm listening to you, I think it would be helpful for me before I set up a meeting like that is say, so what is it you're looking for? What, what is it you're looking for from meeting with me? Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to know from your experience if that has ever happened and how you're able to manage that as the recipient of the ask. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, anyone can do this. In fact, once I uh, finally sat down with a, a prospect, the owner of a business, he brought two or three of his people to the meeting. Uh, I sat down there with uh, my assistant and the meeting just got bogged down for a while. And finally, my uh, assistant perked up and says, uh, you know, Tony, it occurs to me, we didn't set a contract for this meeting. Should we do this now? And I went, oh, yes, please, let's do that. And suddenly we could get clear on things. So at any time, anyone in the room can, can recommend this. And I, uh, I suggest the people be empowered to do that when we do off-sites and facilitated meetings like that. Now, for the one particular that you called in, uh, I would say something like, uh, yeah, I think it might be useful to meet with you, but I want to make sure it serves you. Suppose at the end of that meeting, you're really pleased, happy we got together. What would have been accomplished? What is it that you'd like to have for this to be a good meeting for you? So you see, I'm not being at all uh, reluctant or putting them off. I'm assuming we're going to have a great meeting. And I'm asking them what's a great meeting for them. Many times what people say is, um, I just want to get to know you better. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a likable kind of gal. Yeah. Uh, and what winds up happening is that I'm not, I'm not getting as much out of the meeting as I think they are. Mm -hmm. What I want to be able to do is turn, either be clear that, uh, I, I, let me cut through the bullshit that I'm <laughs> Well, tell uh, me what you would like to say to the person if you weren't a nice person. What's the if I wasn't a nice person, I would say, what it, what, I would want to say, what's in it for me? Yeah. They, like, I don't know you or, you know, I know you'd like to meet with me, but my time is really valuable. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm not sure I want to invest the kind of time you're looking for from me yeah. until we see if there's a, there's something of mutual benefit. Well, let's try it out, Susan. You be the person who's calling and I'll be you. All right. Hey, Tony, I really enjoyed your, uh, your training and, uh, I would love to be able to get together with you and, you know, learn more about you and see if we could, uh, I don't know. I, I I just really like what you what you have to say, and uh, I'd like to learn more. Oh, well, that's flattering. I'm glad you enjoyed the workshop. So, tell me a bit about what you'd like to accomplish at this meeting before we we both carve time out of our schedule for it. What, what's a good outcome for you? Well, I just want to see if you know. I if maybe we have a connection. Maybe we could help each other out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
Yeah, it, I need to be, have a little bit more to go on to make sure we both prepare for the meeting the way we should. So, you well, know. Can't we just be friends? I mean, can't we just like, <laughs> show a meal and, you know, get to know each other better? I mean, I... Yeah, well, that, 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 that's a nice uh, idea. I think that would be good to do, but, you know, I, this is business hours, and it, I'm sure you understand the fact that what I do for a living, my own product, right. is conversations. Oh. If that's what you're looking for, I'm happy to talk to you about how I work. But this does sound a little like work, doesn't it? Well, yeah. But so, oh, I just thought you'd be free to, you know, just chat and get to know each other better. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that, but it's not something I, I schedule during during the business day. So, oh, are you available tonight, or? Are you <laughs> No, I'm afraid I'm not. Now, now, at some point in this, I'm occurring to me that I'm trying to stick to the conversation contract. Yeah. But what I, I'm saying, well, what do I actually do with these? I do get these calls. Yeah, like what the f Halfway into this, I would have uh, flipped it around using really the topic of next week's. I'm not putting you off. I'll talk about it now. Yeah. Next week's is, is responding to questions with questions. Pretty early in this conversation, it's so instinctive now. I would have said, well, tell me about your business. What kinds of things you do? And I'll get them talking about that right now. And if there's no way they're a prospect, then it becomes easier to, to shut down the conversation. That's it. So what you do is you're really using it to qualify prospects. Yeah. And I love the what I learned in Sandler sales training about qualifying. Qualifying, he says, is the process by which people prove to me they're worth my time. <laughs> and I'm hard to convince. You know, th this is so helpful because this has been, this has been really, it's it uh, like I scheduled uh, like virtual coffees, 15 minute coffees. Let's see if, let's just schedule, you know, a virtual coffee or a glass of wine, whatever your preference is in time of day and see if we have chemistry and if there's a potential connection. Mm-hmm. And so that's a way that I can gain more control of the conversation when they ask that. Yeah, yeah. That's actually better because then I can qualify them because often what I'll do is I wind up going to coffee or lunch or whatever it is and I've just, just given them a free consult. It's like, yeah. Yeah, and you don't want to do that. You definitely want to stay out of the free consult business. Right. But, but if you're like me, we really enjoy it. So it's, yeah, it's that's the, thing. Fall in the trap. Yeah, yeah. The funny yeah. thing is, my bank doesn't care whether I'm having a good time. <laughs> and I've said that to people. I said, this is really a lot of fun. My bank doesn't care. <laughs> that's good. But, you know, I'm a little rougher than most people willing to be. <laughs> Thank you. That, that's very helpful. Yeah, but, uh, but the... As I was role-playing that with you, I was realizing, you know, the conversation contract isn't the answer for this. It's, it's responding to questions with questions and getting them to prove to me that they're up to something that's, that's really of value to me. This is so incredibly helpful. Because there, I, I, I think that this is a, um, this is one of the habits that I've gotten into, which is, uh, because I so enjoy uh, people and learning more about them, etc. 
See, I don't have that problem. Yeah, you don't like that. You have no charisma. You did it right. I remember you saying that. Uh, I have the burden of charisma in addition to great beauty. Yes, it's distracting. It's, it's very distracting. so distracting, isn't it, Jane? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know whether to laugh. Is, is it rude to laugh? <laughs> I'm just listening away. <laughs> this is being recorded, by the way. Uh oh. All right, Jane. What are you thinking? So it's interesting to hear Susan's, um, like with, with hearing from Susan, because that's my greatest, my big fear right now is um, I haven't, I haven't been speaking to anybody. Like I shut down about a month ago because I was like emailing and contacting and contacting and, and I wasn't feeling like I wasn't getting anywhere. And it was just, I think it just, it just wore me out. So now I know that I need to talk to people, but I, I'm worried that it's going to be come across as what Susan's experiencing. <laughs> but I also know that's the only way to get, to get noticed or found is to have conversations with people. Yeah. So, so yeah. don't be covert the way the people she's complaining about are being. Okay. Yeah, out in the open. Yeah. Jane Wilson, uh, I, I do public speaking and training. I think that you book people that do that. Obviously, you have no idea whether I'm the person for you yet. Could we take three minutes? I'll ask you a couple of questions you can ask about me, and we'll know then whether it's worth spending any more time on it. Okay. And do I do I start that through like a phone call, an email? Like, how do I? Yeah, it's tough these days. Okay. Uh, I mean, there, I have heard, and there's evidence I see, I've encountered myself, under about age 30, voicemails are hopeless. They don't listen to them. just takes too long. Don't bother. Uh, so getting people real time on the phone is, is more and more of a challenge. Okay. Some people say, just keep dialing. Don't leave a message to get through to them. Uh, but there, some people do have success with sending an email with essentially the conversation contract in it. Okay. Yeah, this, this is what I do. I think you use people like this occasionally, but we don't know yet whether we're right for each other. I'm going to call you at this time and have a very brief conversation to see if it's worth even spending more time. Okay. And then you call at that time and leave a message so they know you're reliable. Okay. Now, something else that came up in the training I did at HPS last week, and I'll have the video up, uh, I hope, in a few days for you to see, is... Uh, don't put too much in that uh, email. In fact, I would take out my signature block because I don't want them out there looking at my videos, my website, because then they'll think they don't need to talk to me. Hmm. Or they'll think they ought to do the research before they talk to me. And then when the time comes, they'll say, oh, I'm not available because they are embarrassed. They haven't done their homework. No, I don't want them to do the homework. Just talk to me so we can be flexible and I can point things out. I have over 600 articles on my website. So it's easy for me to say when they say, well, give me a website. I said, no, I don't want to burden you with 600 different articles. We talked for three or four minutes. I can send you the one thing that matters to you. Is it worth taking a few minutes to do that now? Okay. Yeah, sure. And if it's not, well, then they're probably not worth talking to anyway. Sure Just putting me off. And I want to know that now. And we all know that when the prospect says they're thinking about it, the only one thinking about it is you. So let's not do that. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs>
This is good. Thanks. Uh, questions, concerns, uh, conversations coming up that you want to uh, try out, conversations that happened recently, you want to figure out what the hell happened. <laughs> All right. Well, then let, let's wrap up for today. So everything's out there, antonio.com slash Tuesdays. You'll, there'll be a recording of this up there soon. Great. Next time, we're going to talk more about asking more questions uh, to make you more effective and at the same time, more empathetic because it's not about uh, tricking and manipulating the way I encourage people to do these things. It's really to respond to their questions with what I call a clarifying question before I give my answer. And the classic is, you say to someone, someone says to you, do you have a watch? Well, what are they really asking? Do you know well, the time? <laughs> yes. We so often don't ask the question we actually want an answer to. Uh, so by responding with a question to clarify what they're looking for, it's a service to them. And then we can give them exactly the information they need. But also we know better what they're up to. <laughs> but more on that next time. I hope I'll see you there on Tuesday. Thank you so much. This is very helpful. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. More coaching like this is available at TonyMayo.com. That URL is T-O-N-Y-M-A-Y-O.com. We appreciate your comments, suggestions for future topics, and most of all, stories of how you applied the coaching. Our email address is podcast at mayogenuine.com. This podcast is the property of executive coach Tony Mayo, all rights reserved worldwide. <laughs>